Hello and welcome back to the Once a Dabber podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Nantwich Town and all the news coming out of the Optimum Pay Group Stadium. This is going to be episode 31 and I have to admit it's been a long time, mostly my fault. The last one we did was the end of November and we're now at the beginning of March and I will state that is nothing to do with the fact that our performances haven't been that good and that we are now on a three-game winning run. That has nothing to do with it. We've planned time and again to do these, but with one thing and another, we've not been able to do it. So hopefully the boys will back me up. Uh, I'm joined as usual with Jack and Liam. It has been a while, boys, hasn't it? Very long time. Too long. Happy New Year, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant, yeah. It has been a long time. We are hoping to try and get... We're going to try and do shorter ones, which um, gives us more time to do. So we do shorter ones and carry on from there. Uh, And if you want to get in contact with us, it's at NTFC podcast. And you can get all the back catalogue available on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. As well as my website, www.mdwatsonsport.com. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of editing because we haven't done this for a while because I've already had to edit about three minutes. But yeah, Liam flagged something to us just before we came online about how well did we make in our predictions in our last uh, podcast. There's been a lot of games since then, but we'd had three, six, nine games. And out of 27, how did we get on, Liam? Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Uh, I think I predicted 13 points. Uh, Jack had 15 and you went for 18. And it was either seven or eight points I think we got in that from the fixtures. It got a bit confused because a couple of the games got postponed and moved around. But if you count those uh, when they've been played since, then it's about it's about seven or eight points in total. So uh, it didn't go too well. Yeah. Uh, that's the key thing I said, and they always say you never see a poor bookie. Well, if we've got any money, that'll be why. <laughs> what we're going to do this podcast is we're going to run through month by month because there's so many games for us to look at. So we'll start with December, and we had Hideaway, we lost 1 0. Radcliffe at home, we lost 3 2. Lancaster at home, we lost 2 0. Uh, there was the Witten game that was postponed. And then we ended the year away at Stafford with a 2-2 draw. I don't think we, any of us predicted we'd only got a one point out of these um, four fixtures. What was your take on it, Liam? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty poor month, really, uh, with the exception of the comeback at Stafford, which was, which was very good. I mean, the first game of the month was Hyde. That was... In my opinion, that was probably the lowest, lowest point of the season, really. <laughs> that whole day was uh, pretty awful. It was one of the few games, from what I remember, that was actually going ahead because it was absolutely torrential rain, wind, uh, and it, because they had an artificial pitch there at Hyde. Uh, the performance was poor, didn't create much. It was a simple goal they scored from a corner, a header. Uh, and that the interview after the game, actually, was probably... The toughest one I've had to do with Dave in that in that particular game because it was it just seemed he seemed uh, he seemed lost really it was it was very it was really sad actually uh, 
and that's when you know I thought I thought maybe something might change after that. I really I really was taken aback by the uh, emotions after that game, but luckily luckily everyone sort of, sort of stuck together and tried to try to battle through a tough period, and it's eventually it's worked out. But uh, at that time I didn't feel like it was going to. Yeah, and then you had the Lancaster and Radcliffe games both at home. Once we're we used to be very strong at home, but this season we've actually been better away from home. Two home defeats, not ideal, uh, Jack. No, obviously um, you're always looking to uh, pick up some points at home, but um, obviously that hasn't really been the case this season. Um, that uh, Lancaster game was another that was quite low, it's quite uh, flat. The, um, obviously, well, there was a Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night in December. Obviously, it was um, the weather was awful, and we, from memory, we didn't really uh, create a lot, and it was just another frustrating um, evening. Yeah, it was. I think it, it. I think that was at that point. I think it was interesting what you're saying, Liam, about and Jack about it being bad time because we only took one point out of the four games, and I think when you looked at them, you were thinking potentially eight or nine points. So we ended the month, as you say, with with the draw at Stafford and the good comeback with the goals from uh, Connor and and Sean, and then we actually. Started the new year with a, a good win in January at home to Gainsborough, who are at the moment they are s- struggling, but we had that. But then we went a home game, to, a home defeat by Mickleover, uh, a home defeat, a away defeat by Baseford, and then we drew two two with Ashton in January. So a slight improvement, but still not the results that we wanted, um, Jack. Yeah, I mean it was it was um, obviously it was better than December, but it isn't hard to be uh, better. Um, that Gainsborough game was uh, good. It was it was I think uh, Dan's goal was sort of uh, covered in uh, controversy as everyone thought he was off side, but he just carried on and obviously uh, scored uh, that uh, Michelover. Uh, game was obviously quite a big game at that point as uh, both of us were like near the bottom um, I think Ashton we uh, came back from 2-0 uh, uh, down so that I, I, I think we interviewed uh, Clive uh, Jackson after the game who sort of uh, spoke about how, how it's um, a bad idea to to uh, write us off, and he was sort of uh, making a point of how um, the boys are still fighting and how everyone should sort of get uh, behind us, um, especially in the position that uh, we're in. Yeah, um, would you add anything to that, Liam? Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in the Ashton game, it was everything sort of went wrong, and then it was a uh, uh, you know, Ethan Mitchell, who was on loan, uh, he's been and gone since we've done the last pod, but 
he was sent off. Uh, two nil down. It looked pretty bleak again. And actually, the, the interesting thing about the game was Sean Cook had been dropped from the starting eleven after you know a few uh, performances that maybe didn't reach his standard. Uh, but that it obviously gave him the motivation because he came off the bench and got the got the equaliser. Uh, and that you know just little things like that can build momentum in a, in a team. Uh, so that was I think that was a, probably a very important result when you look back on it. Yeah, it was because. Doing the Mickelover game, which was the midweek, and then the, the Ashton game, against Mickelover, I didn't think we could have still been playing today and we weren't going to score. As soon as Mickelover scored, they just seemed to lack any, I don't know, any creativity. They just, their heads did seem to go down. And it half, was, I think it was 2-0 to Ashton at half-time, wasn't it, uh, in that game? Yeah. But, and again, I, I saw the same traits. But give them credit for doing that. It might have just been they realised that they had an absolute numpty doing the announcing, getting um, Joe, Joe Bozzali muddled up with James Langley when he came on. Which I remember Carl and um, and the chairman shouting at me, but if they hold up their own number, I go yeah, on the Yeah. So, but yeah, it was... Um, it was, as they did come around, and then we backed that up at the start of February, and then we thought, oh, have we turned the corner here by beating Morpeth away? But then Warrington and Buxton, you've got to admit, we did get beaten in them both, but they are the ones that, they're in the top six, seven. And then the rearranged Staley Bridge game, 5-1, and then the first half against South Shields, we're looking at it and going, we really have turned the corner. But then the second half wasn't as good. So what did you make of February? So that's Morpeth, Warrington, Staley Bridge and South Shields. Uh, well, I mean, I, I was at Morpeth and that was a fantastic result. Because they, 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 the run that they were on at that time was something ridiculous. They were unbeaten in a lot of games, well, well over 10 games uh, in all competitions. Uh, they were pretty formidable at home as well, and we went and scored after a minute, and you know, in the second minute, Dan Cockerline slid in by Joe Robbins, who's another one who's come in since we last spoke from Crew. Uh, brilliant finish across the keeper. The second get, the second goal was an instinctive header. Uh, got their header the keeper, uh, and they only scored from the penalty spot. They didn't look like scoring really from open play. Matt Gold had a couple of saves to make. But it was a really, a really solid performance. And but, you know, then the following Tuesday, you go to Warrington Cheshire Derby, and it was, it was pretty flat again. Went behind early, didn't, didn't really look like uh, getting back in the game. Uh, and that was something I think that Dave said after that. Dave Cook said after that game that it was, uh, you know, the inability to get a run of results together. We did, we'd not done back-to-back wins since the first two games of the season, and uh, up until uh, this month. So. Yeah, that, that, that was an issue, but, you know, you're playing against very good teams. Morpeth, Warrington and Buxton are uh, three teams who are, who are right up there. Yeah, and then uh, did either of you two go up to South Shields? Yeah, uh, uh, both of us did. Um, that was another where, I guess, at half-time, obviously, we were in the lead, however, um, we'd only really had uh, two attacks and obviously uh, uh, scored from both, both of them. Over. 
Uh, first, obviously, was a penalty after um, Akil Rafi, who's another person who's uh, joined on on loan. Um, obviously, won us a penalty and then um, Sean uh, uh, scored. And then the second was just a brilliant uh, uh, sort of individual goal um, from uh, Jake. So, um, But I guess going into that, game it was sort of a uh, free hit but to be two up at half time and still um sort of lose is obviously uh, uh disappointing however there were um a lot of positives to take yeah so that rounded off february and as i said uh, december it was one point january we got four points Things were looking up with um, six points in February. And then, well, what can we say about March? Where do we want to start, lads? Witten at home. I know they're all at home, but three clean sheets, three wins, nine points. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, It's turned turned very nicely the last three games. First of all, shout out to the Staley Bridge game. We didn't really talk touch it there. I wasn't there, but that was a sensational uh, mm-hmm. sensational win. 5-1 way. Joe Robbins hat-trick. Uh, and, you know, I, I just want to say JJ Hooper was fantastic in the second half against us, really. Four goals off his, all on his own, really. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, anyway, going to the, the Witten game, uh, you know, it needed no bigging up because it was a derby. It was two teams in the bottom four, three, four three uh and we were up for it we looked up for it from pretty early on uh we got a bit of bad bad luck with sean miller going off injured in the first 25 minutes he'd been in great form he got a couple of goals he'd had some assists as well uh but dan dan cockline came on he'd been out injured uh and he eventually got the goal a very nice goal uh over the keeper uh, and they never really looked like getting back in it. There was that chance for, obviously, the former dabber, Callum Saunders, right at the end, that somehow he didn't score. But, you know, the luck was on our side. With there was only one team that looked like winning the game, really, and it was us. And that was a refreshing uh, a refreshing change, really. Um, again, it was, as, as Liam's said, it's obviously been a perfect month uh, so far. Obviously, it was only halfway through it, but... Um... It was nice to obviously beat Witten. Um, as as Liam said, it was obviously a massive uh, game at, um, at that point. And since then, we've um, kicked on, obviously, beating uh, Whitby was a massive result because they're obviously um, in and around the uh, playoffs. And then to even uh, at BFC... United, it was a, it, it was over a thousand there. So yeah, it's it's um so far so uh good for March. Yeah, it's because um I've 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 looked over all the all the matches since um since our last last um, podcast and there has been sixteen games, only six wins. Only two draws, but then there was um, the eight, eight defeats. And I think they, do, they used to always say, I think in 
the, a baseball parlance where they say you want to be hot in September. In other words, you've got to be picking up the points at the tail end of the season. And I think we're starting to do that. And we're now 16th, admittedly only two points clear of 20th, which is still a potential relegation uh, position depending on the is it points per game mm. against the other divisions. Yeah, I think I think on our division, the last time I checked, the points per game was pretty strongly in our favour. I think we had the best. Whoever was twentieth at the, in the last time I looked had pretty pretty significantly better than any of the other teams in the seventh tier. Uh, so at this moment in time, that doesn't look like it's going to be a relegation spot, but it obviously can change in the last you know nine games of the season. Yeah, and I think well, the one thing I'd say is that we picked up nine points. And we were 20th. We're now only two points off that 20th place. So if we were strong, I think on the WhatsApp group you said that a couple of weeks ago, that that position was strong. It'll only be stronger now because we've picked up the points and overtaken them. So that's good. And I think, well, touch wood, we are safe from being 21st, which is um, currently being held by, oh, I don't know off the top of my head. Witten. By Witten, yeah, nine points clear of that. So, but it's, it's, it's sorry, it's it's at at the moment. Obviously, there's teams who have played 35, and there's teams who have played 32. So hopefully, in in the next like month or so, it'll all uh, start to like even out, and then we'll know who's in uh, danger and who isn't. Because, um, for example, uh. Witten have got two or three games in hand on um, 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 a lot of other uh, teams. So it'll be interesting to see how it all looks like this time next month. Um, hopefully we're all uh, clear of it, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see who does end up in those uh, relegation uh, uh, spots. Yeah, because as you're saying, Witten have played 32 games. Uh, we've played 34, but then like Hyde, Hyde have played 35, so they're probably the ones you'd be looking at to potentially get 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 picked off. So, but then again, if we get a couple of more wins, we could we could be going up to the heady heights of 14th. So yeah. Which I don't think is what we'd have been looking for at the start of the season. Because so I think we'd have been expecting to get to the top, pushing for the top five. Mm. But yeah, yeah. So, but I think since Buxton, uh, four wins, one one defeat. So if you think, if you just look at that, if you take, even if we'd only gone for half these points, we'd have been really in the sights of um, Witten. So we're just turning it around just at the right time, which is. Very good to see. And I think the big thing is it's the clean sheets at the at the back end. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've not done the we ha- I don't think we've done back to back clean sheets since uh October, I think it was, or something like that. We did a th- yeah, we did a run of three of clean sheets in September and October, and then we we've, we've matched that as well against some very good strikers. I mean <laughs> Witten have got Saunders, he's one of the top scorers. Uh Whitby have got uh 
Jacob Hazel, who is the top scorer, and FC United have got Ewan Banji, who is another one who I think is going double figures, and they've all been they've all been kept quiet by uh, Langley and Bourne, who've been fantastic pretty pretty much all season as a duo. Yeah, and um, the only the only slight downside is, um, which is brilliant. I was going to come on to later is Matty Gould getting selected for New Zealand. So that'll be two weeks where we won't have him. Not ideal. No, no it isn't. But obviously it's, it's, it's a massive uh, positive uh, for himself and in his uh, career. Um, I assume that we'll just bring in Andy uh, to leave, but... Um, uh, but who knows? Um, we'll probably find out on uh, Saturday morning, knowing us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is a miss. Um, however, obviously, obviously, hopefully, we'll uh, won't miss him uh, too much, and he'll be um, we'll uh, be all right without him. Yeah, I think looking at it, that um, don't know when he leaves, but the international window I think starts after Saturday, so you'll miss the Grantham game at yeah. home and Lancaster away. Yeah, I know he's 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 been out in uh, Qatar for the past couple of days, so... All right. Um, you'll miss Gainsborough as well then. Yeah, yeah. All right. But it's, it's, it's strange because if they win all of their group games, uh, they have to uh, uh, play another uh, game, so... Um, it's kind of all up in the air at the moment, like whether we'll uh, see him in March or um, hopefully for that uh, Scarborough game on the 2nd of April. Yeah, because I think there's that thing, cause I, think, I think Japan and Australia have had that issue as well, that they've had to put an extra, they've missed a lot of games through the COVID and so a lot yeah. of players are having to be, they've had to put in extra fixtures. So players have been missing. So not ideal. But let's just look at that. We have got eight games left. Uh, and I'll quickly just run through them. We've, we've, we have touched on them. And we are going to see how many points we're going to get. But before we start that, how many points do you think we need to get for us to be safe? We're currently on... 39, and we're two points clear of Mickleover in 20th, and we've played a game less, and nine points clear of Witten Albion, we've played two games less. So how many points do you think we need to be safe? Start with you, Liam. Uh, Honestly, I think probably as few as nine. Isn't it? Uh, nine points, I think, would be something like that. I think we could pick those up pretty quickly with the, two, in the next two games we've got, uh, uh, and you know some of the other fixtures. I, yeah, I, I can't see, I can't see us needing more than uh, anywhere near 50. But you know, with with Witten's uh, form, and even though we've got the games in hand, that that is a big deficit to to make up. You'd rather have the points on the board than have have the you know a seven point deficit to make up uh so yeah I, I don't i think we're not out of it far from it but we're just a couple more results from absolute safety and while i asked jack for his thinking 
I'd like you to think about how many points you think we will get. So, Jack, do you think nine points will be enough? Yeah, I'd have said nine or ten. Um, um, around that high, 40s, 50 mark would be a, a fine. Um, hopefully, anyway. Um, I know Witten obviously have got uh, two games in hand, but I think after just having a look then, uh, they're at home to Morpeth and away at Atherton, which are both uh, uh, quite uh, difficult uh, games. Obviously, uh, we're hoping that they don't pick up any points, but um, I'd, 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 I almost think that uh, Grantham are down. Um, I know they've obviously improved of late, but um, there's nine uh, points to uh, a sort of uh, bring back, which is a lot in, in like nine or so games. So, um, yeah, I'd say eight, nine, ten more points and we should be uh, safe. Okay, good. And Liam, do you think we'll get the nine points that you said? And if so, how many points do you think you will get? Uh, yeah, I've had a quick look. Uh, I, I, I'm, so I'm going to say twelve because we went we went big last time and it backfired. So I'm going to say I'm going to go for twelve because we're in better form. There's some tough games in there. Scarborough will be tough. Matlock will be very tough. Uh, uh, you know, Lancaster's a tough tough ground to go to as well. So, I, but I, you know, I, I think we'll definitely win the next two. Uh, I think we can, I think we'll beat Atherton. Uh, yeah, I think we'll pick up the points we need. I think 12 from the last the last games. Yeah, I think I'm just looking at it as well. I was going to say exactly the same thing because the next three are the crucial ones because Gainsborough 18th, Grantham 22nd, as you say, we think they're down. Lancaster 12th. Then we've got Scarborough, who are in the playoff place. And then we've got Atherton, but then we've got Matlock away. They're in the playoffs. And Bamber Bridge are just outside it. So that could be a crucial game, last game of the season. So I'd, I'm with you. I'm going to say... Uh, I'll go, I'm going to go for 13, just to be a wee bit different. <laughs> So I think I'm thinking the same four wins, Stafford, Atherton, Gainsborough and Grantham and pick up my waypoint at, ooh, uh, I'll go Lancaster. Okay, your turn now, Jack. Ooh, um, I'd say we're going to pick up one, two, three. Seven. I'd say we're going to pick up uh, 12 points, so we'll beat, um, we'll beat Gainsborough and Grantham and Atherton, and then we'll draw against Scarborough, Stafford and Bamboo Bridge. Okay. I think that's 12, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That adds up. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> That's very, very specific. So yeah, well, we'll, we'll come back to that at, um, at at our next thing. So we might try and do one before the end of the season because we are hoping to get Steve Jones on the show, who I believe is just re-signed. Is that correct? 
think nice. so. Um, it sounds as though he uh, scored on Tuesday night as well, currently. Um, so obviously, he's in, in good form as such, but um, he wasn't on the bench on Saturday. Um, I'm not sure if he was only signed because they thought that uh, Sean Miller would be out for longer, but um, he's, he's perfect person to uh, uh, call on if you need a, a goal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause, well, I caught up with him at the, uh, not, I think, the Mickelover game. And, and he says, yeah, he'd be more than happy. So if anybody has any questions for it, we will tweet out about that. But we will we will get him on the show and um, to talk about his career at the Dabbers at um, the Alex and Northern Ireland. So, but talking about former players and new signings, not just since the last pod, but there's been a, a big turnover of players this season. Uh, and I think that probably has a bit of a had had, had an impact on consistency for the club. So I, I've just looked at the players that have been coming and gone, and just one or two word answers of what you think about them. Uh, because I looked at this, and there was eight eight in and four out. So just very briefly, if you want, if you can, boys. Uh, just tell me what you think about it. The return of Matt Bell from Leek. I mean, he's a he's he's the perfect person. He's a fighter. Um, obviously, when he came in, we were sort of needing warriors and fighters, and he's come in. And it's, it's no surprise that since he's uh, come in, our results have um, improved. Okay. Matt Gould, Leon. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's had a couple of bites since, hasn't he? He, he was signed briefly uh, and then had to go back to Altrincham. And then he's come back again and we managed to keep him to the end of the season. Obviously, we've had the good slash bad news. He's been to New Zealand twice now. Uh, but whenever he's been, he's very assured in goal. Uh, he never ne- never panics. He's very dominant in the box, in the air. Uh uh, I've been very impressed with him. I th- I'd like him to stay in longer. I, I don't. I think. I think it's maybe it's unlikely. Bit of a pipe dream, maybe. But uh, yeah, he's been. He's been great. I think he's. I think he keeps the defence calm as well. And I'm officially going to blame him for me get for the NTFC podcast um, Twitter handle getting suggested tweets from Hibernian FC <laughs> because it keeps coming up. Followed by Matt Gould, and I'm like going, not good enough <laughs> of all the teams. And the thing is, and it now says he follows, he actually follows Hearts on Twitter as well. But I don't get any Hearts ones. But <laughs> I just, I just thought, hang on a minute, are they trying to tell me something? Keeping getting these ones about hips. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet you I won't be getting them in about four weeks' time when we when we dump them out the Scottish Cup. <laughs> but it's not oh, yeah. there. But yeah, I'm blaming Matt Gould for that. Okay, <laughs> who wants to talk about Joe Robbins then, on loan from Crew? Yeah, he's he's he uh, joined on uh, in late December. He's obviously pitched in with um, a couple of goals, a a, a hat trick at uh, Staley, but he's been 
fantastic since he uh, uh, came in. Um, obviously, we've had some issues in the midfield with obviously Casper being injured and um, obviously Prince Haywood and uh, James Laurie both leaving. But um, uh, yeah, Joe's been fantastic. And we had the short loan from Plymouth of Ethan Mitchell. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him. Uh, you know, he, he played at the back a bit, but he, and he did also play sort of uh, holding midfield. Really tough. He loved to tackle. Uh, unfortunately, loved it a bit too much against Stash because <laughs> he did get the red card. But most of the time, he was he was very well timed. This is uh, you know hard but fair. Uh, good distribution of the ball. Looked confident uh, for a young a young lad. Uh, seemed to enjoy his time there. To stay here. Uh, yeah, he was. He, he did well. He did well. It's a shame he could have maybe stayed a bit longer, but that's, that's football, isn't it? And um, from from Fleetwood, after he played against us for the under twenty threes, uh, Aki Rafi. Yeah, he's been uh, brilliant since he's come in. He's sort of added a new um, um, lease of life to the uh, club every time he every time he gets on the ball it looks as though he's about to uh, cause an issue he's, he's given us a new sort of uh, method of attacking of, of obviously him uh, racing uh, down the line um, and it was uh, uh, great to see him uh, score on Saturday um, he looked um, very happy with himself so yeah he's been um, fantastic yeah, and then the other loan, uh, Bickerstaff, who's come in from Wrexham. Yeah, he's really grown uh, into into the into his role really uh, since he's come in. Uh, got the got his first goal at Staley Bridge. Uh, I didn't see that, but he's been good when I've when I have seen him as well. You know, the the goal at South Shields was individual brilliance really. It, it was a goal from nothing. And he, he's always, he's very direct like that, actually, going, uh, you know, always trying to create, uh, you know, he's not happy to just knock it off and and, uh, and run around. He wants to he wants to score from any any position. That's really good. Uh, actually, the partnership with him and Dan Cockerline seems to have been, has been developing pretty well. Like, they were very good together against FC United last weekend. And they've actually, I think they've started, the, both of them have brought the best out of Sean Cook as well in the, in the last few weeks. The, the goal the three of them were combined with uh, was a fantastic team goal actually one of the one of the giggles of the season for us I thought uh, so and Bickerstaff has, has definitely added is added something there very different to the front line yeah and we seem to have got another um, former professionals um, child with Sky Sinclair on loan from Blackpool yeah he's he's um, I'm not too sure what's happened to him of Late, he's not really been involved. Um, whether that's just because he can't get in the team, um, obviously the tech, uh, three uh, uh, clean sheets. But from what I've seen, he's been good. Um, he's 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 likes uh, getting forward from his uh, from his uh, right back uh, spot. So he's he's certainly someone to. Uh, uh, keep an eye on. 
Yeah, I think okay. there was an injury in there for him. I think he was. I think there was some kind of injury against South Shields, maybe. Oh right. Okay. Uh, but oh yeah, yeah. There was and I think he played. I think he's played in the week in the friendly, so okay. he might. So I don't know. Maybe he's back. I don't know how much longer he's got left on his on his loan though. Yeah. It was extending up well. And then we've got the hooky cookie kid, Jamie Morgan. <laughs> he, he comes, he goes, he comes, he goes. But still doing a good job for us. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. He's come. He's slotted straight back in. It's like he's never been away really. Uh, if it, it is natural, his natural position, uh, and he's played well. He's played in the left back role and has been very good there. He was good at the weekend. He was also good against uh, against Whitby as well. Uh, yeah, he's you know his experience is it's bit you know Dave's really dug into his contact book with some of these signings and they, most of them have actually started to come off and set and actually settled in as well. So and that's been crucial uh, to our yeah. progress. Yeah, they were all the ins, and actually quite, about, I think, well, four notable exits. Uh, and it is interesting when you look at them that two of them have gone down a level and two have stayed at the same. So uh, I think a couple of them are a bit of a shock, like Prince Haywood going to Radcliffe. Yeah, um, is it, I think he was at, at Radcliffe for about a week and then he left. Um, so um, some of his happened there, but he was... Yeah, it was a bit of a shock to um, uh, uh, to hear him go. It sounds as though uh, uh, Cliff uh, paid for him as well, which was a bit odd considering he was only there for um, a week. But but yeah, as I said before, he's been uh, re- uh, replaced by Joe Robbins, who's, who's um, certainly fills any void that's been left by uh, uh, Prince. Yeah. And um, and with that, um, David Webb, but uh, he five goals and 40 appearances, but I think he's, he's just struggled recently, and I think it's just to get game time, because it's um, he's, he's had quite a few injuries. Yeah, that was that was the big thing. Uh, it's a shame, really, because, you know, it's, uh, the, the 1920 season... He was fantastic in that, yeah. in that in that season. He was uh, played pretty much every game, <laughs> and it's just it's just completely flipped. And unfortunately, fell out of the team. Uh, couldn't really get back in when he was fit, and you know he moved on to to Warrington uh, Rylands. Uh, I think he's been again involved with it. I've seen it on the social media. He's been involved with the RF team as well. So he's still got uh, he's still got plenty of of life in him. You can only wish him the best, really. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm really glad that he came on the podcast and he was generous with his time and it was really interesting listening to him. You were saying, Jack? He's, he's yeah, sorry, he moved to uh, 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 Ryland, who I think are top of the league below us, and he's, he's uh, scored a lot uh, for them. Um, I know he scored on uh, Saturday. He, he, uh, he uh, scored a worldie on his uh, debut. Um, so. Yeah, a fair shout to him. Obviously, he's he's, he's um, a lot uh, closer to home. So yeah, yeah he does a lot of travelling with shout. his um, with his his job, doesn't he? So yeah, makes a difference there. Yeah, and then Cameron Terry going to witness, and um, the one that was a bit of a real shock for me was um, 
Joe Rosali going to Witten. They, they've got all our old strikers, and that's why they're backing them in for fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was another one that uh, came out of left field, certainly for us as a press team. it was They announced it before we got told, so we had to react to that. Uh, yeah, again, he was another one who was he was good for a number of years, but just seemed to uh, fade a little bit. You know, the new season, uh, he, he didn't start many games. He was, you know, he was coming off the bench. He, he wasn't popping up with quite the amount of goals that he used to either. So, it, again, he sort of faded, just faded out of favour and, and moved on. It's a shame he's moved to, to Witten, but that's, you know, he's keep it local, I suppose, if he's been living in the area and, and all of that. Uh, but he was certainly, you know, Jamie Morgan kept him pretty pretty quiet on uh, the last on the previous game on the other week. So uh, pace wise, he was he was being matched there. Yeah. So that was all the comings and goings. And before we just go on to to wrap it up with any other business, a couple of other results that um, happened during the the last three months. A fantastic victory in the County Cup against Altrincham, with Dan Corkline with a double and Joel Stair being Altrincham 3-2. Great result against Parkey's boys. Yeah, it was. Um, um, obviously, uh, Dan scored twice, which was good, and then Joel uh, scored a fantastic header um, to uh, uh, put us back in the lead and to be fair to Parky he he didn't put out like a weakened team and um, it was still a, 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 a strongish side and it was obviously nice to um beat um a national league side so um yeah yeah because they're actually doing really really well they they, they flirted a wee bit a couple of months ago at the with relegation, not not really, but you you think, oh, hang on a minute, but they've really started to turn it round now. So that was a good good result. And then we lost to Stockport County, who are who are actually not running away with it, but um, top of the national uh, is it the national league or is it the conference nowadays? I can never remember. Yeah, they're um, well actually they are running away with it. Five <laughs> games unbeaten. Well, five wins on the top, seven points clear at the top, and only losing 2-1. And I think it was quite a strong uh, Stockport County side then as well. Yeah, and they only won it in the in the last minute as well, which was a bit of a sickener. But uh, yeah, we played very well. Played very well in that game. Uh, you know, Tommy scored uh, a good goal, uh, a really good goal. But you know, <laughs> the, the quality counted in the end. They just had the legs as it got to the latter stages the energy and that's what showed us that as they won it late on yeah and as i say they they look like they're going to go back into the um, to the league which which will be really good for them so and they let teams like stockport county and altrincham do take the cheshire cup seriously because they do want to win it and then the fa trophy uh, falling i think falling to kingsland bit disappointing because i think that was a game we could have could have won. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, um, a bit of a, uh, a strange game because obviously Kings, they were a decent 
uh, side in the league above us. But I don't think that we were bad at all. Um, um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, they had a player who scored uh, twice. Obviously, one of one of them was uh, a penalty. So yeah, bit of an odd one. Yeah. Just uh, sorry. Um, I'm just uh, uh, got the Everton uh, game one in the back. Uh, and a, a fan has tied himself to the uh, a post, um, which was a bit odd. Um, I think he's a uh, pro tester who's zip tied his neck to the post. Isn't um, it? I'm looking at it now myself. Yeah. It's there's very... a few of them. There's a few, there's more than one. Yeah. There's obviously oil, some sort of oil it says on the shirt. Protest. There you go. Stop and oil. it was yeah. There was, was one there. At the Arsenal, there was one at the Arsenal game last night. They nearly, tried, they nearly did it and got stopped. I wonder if that's a bit from the same group anyway. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, anyway, um yeah, back to back to Nantwich. Um yeah, Kings Lynn was obviously um that, I think it was uh Josh Barrett who uh scored a couple and he was he was um he was obviously a standout uh player on the day. Um but yeah. Yeah, well their cha- their chairman's an idiot anyway, so who's a <laughs> yeah, who's a real winner. Yeah, I didn't wanna mention that, but yeah, he's a he's a bit of an odd ball in there. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, we go for tangents here. That's really good. Yeah, sorry, yeah, it was, that <laughs> that's was okay. bizarre. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and other um, dabbers or dabbers-related information. Wow, a, a massive congratulations to Ibu Turi, who mm. competed for Gambia at the African Cup of Nations. R- really, really good. Considering we got him from Rill, which is uh, the Welsh, the Welsh league. And then he's moved on. So it's really, really good to see a player. We always say about this, about how players can go through the leagues. Not just straight away. You look at the Jamie Vardy. Uh, you even look at Josh Gordon. I know he went to Leicester, but he's now, mm-hmm. he's now doing it for Walsall. That yeah. Getting players at this level. I think a lot of people are realising that just because you're playing at this level doesn't necessarily mean you won't be found. So absolutely great. Great for um, Ibu Turi, who was the Young Player of the Year. 2016-2017. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. We followed that pretty closely. Uh, it, I think they got to the quarterfinals, didn't they? Their first ever appearance at the tournament, and they scored a late winner, a very late winner in one of the, and I think in the last 16 uh, game, which was really dramatic and exciting. And, you know, to see him part of those celebrations was quite bizarre, but uh, great. <laughs> yeah. And at, at the very other end of the spectrum, um, uh, Bailey Hall. One of the young academy players um, being selected for the under-18 England schools. Yeah, um, I'm not too sure how he uh, got on, to be honest. But obviously that shows even at uh, Nan, there's there's a path, uh, uh, there's a path way to like higher um, opportunities. So. Um, obviously, that's uh, positive uh, uh, for him and uh, for us as well. So, a fair shout. Yeah. And um, 
A slight change in Dave's backroom staff with Andy Porter being joining them. Yeah, so he's a player who who was played over 400 times for Vale, so he's obviously a good player. Um, Hang on, he's played for Vale. <laughs> but um, since he's come in, um, I think with um, our former uh, turned massive. Um, so from our eight uh, games since he's um, sort of come in with one five and lost uh, uh, three so um, I guess it's a new voice uh, new ideas he's, he's got bags of experience um, so yeah he's obviously helped us uh, uh, massively um, and he's, he's, I guess you could uh, uh, say he's had a, a big inf, um, influence on everyone. Yeah, because I think um, up to Jack told us that I, I was <laughs> on the 31st of January. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I won three losses. So, yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, you know, it's little things you pick up like, on away coaches and that I've heard him speaking to players individually and things like that that, are, mm. that really that kind of, that really stands out actually because it's uh, yeah yeah he seems to have a very good man management I don't like that cliche but it's 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 one of those it's uh, it seems to be true I mean really it's quite interesting the dynamic because you've got Jay as the assist normally as the assistant manager but during the games it's Dave and Andy who are up on the sideline pretty much constantly side by side giving out the orders. It's obviously working, whatever's happening, but it's it, uh, it's quite interesting how they they're all working together because it's 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 producing the results. That's that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's the key thing. Where there is, I think you need a management team that's got completely contrasting personalities. So I know they say good cop, bad cop, but in general, it's whatever gets the best for the team. Yeah, and there's and uh, uh, between the. Uh, four of them there's there's like loads of experience um uh, between all of them i guess there is that um thought of obviously all like maybe uh, maybe there's like uh too many of them and there's like too many sort of ideas and like they their ideas might differ obviously it 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 all uh, seems to be at work and at at uh, the moment, and obviously, all of them have uh, the same uh, uh, goal. Um, all of them uh, uh, want the best for the uh, clubs. So it's certainly a positive uh, move. Yeah. So, as I say, we've got eight games to go. Uh, before the end of the season so hopefully we'll do a lot better in our predictions than we did previously uh, any other information or anything you'd like to add I'll go to Liam first uh, yeah I mean I, I didn't mention it when we were talking about the ins and outs but I did look uh, at how many players we've actually used over the course of the season in the league I wonder if uh, either of you wanted to hazard a guess at, at what it is Ooh, just the league, and it doesn't include it doesn't include unused substitutes. It's only players who've actually come on the pitch. Do I go pitch. first, I, I, or do you want me to? I, I, I 
think I, I've um, I'm also uh, well. I've also had a look at the same uh, start. So <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to say <laughs> so you can go twenty nine. Uh, well, I've got thirty nine. I don't know if that's right. If that adds up to what you've got, Jack, but I've got thirty nine in total. Well, I've got uh, forty two according to uh, football uh, web pages. But obviously, um. That might include players who've not come on, like because I've yeah. I don't know. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. It's a lot. I was going to say forty-three, but I thought there's no chance it's that many. <laughs> no. So. And there's four keepers um, as well ah. in that um, list. Obviously, uh, one of them hasn't played once, but um, still counts but, <laughs> for the win bonus. Yeah. That is true. That is very true. All right. That that is a that is a big turnaround, and I think that could be something of a thing consistency as well. If it is a lot of chopping and changing. Yeah, very good. Anything else, Liam? Yeah, no. We've you know we've tried to be as positive as possible, but you know uh, last few weeks I had some sad news with uh, Kevin Hammersley's passing. Uh, you know, as press people, he was all him and his and Marilyn were always situated right near the press box, so he, he, they were always in your eye line at the at the home games. Always said hi. Could always see him on the away games as well. Uh, you know, it was sad to hear that he passed away, and he had the funeral uh, very recently as well. Uh, but it was good to see um, Marilyn and uh, two of his sons at, at uh, the FC night game on at the weekend. So you know, uh, it's a lifelong connection to the club. He'll always be associated with it. You know, we did the little tribute of putting the scarf on his regular seat. So yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it was it was sad. Uh, but the team, the team have done it proud last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we have lost quite a few um, well-known, long, long aficionados of the club, haven't we? In the in the last couple of years, so it's it's always sad when yeah. one of us uh, are no longer here. So we'll pass on. Our thoughts to to his his family and friends. It is as I say, we've got Gainsborough away on Saturday, which we beat them at home. So hopefully that we can do the double over them. And then next Tuesday, the rearranged game against Grantham, we'll be looking to do the double against them as well, because we beat them away. So get yourselves along to the Optimum Pay Group Stadium if you can. Uh, tickets are available to buy online. You can download them to your phone. It works brilliantly. That's how I do it now. Absolutely fantastic. So we've got four games at home. Let's get let's get um, the Optimum Pay Group Stadium rocking. So you've got Grantham at home. We've got Scarborough, Atherton, and then Stafford on Easter Monday. So get yourself along. If you want to listen to backdated issues of this, you can get them on uh, Apple, you can get them on Spotify, get them through most respectable podcast providers, and they've got all the back copies. Get in contact with us at on Twitter at MTFC Podcast or contact me, Murray Watson, at MD Watts. And you can contact the club at the Dabbers. So if you want in, if you want us to try and speak to anybody, try and get into on. This is we do this for ourselves, but we also do it for you to get more information about the club. So as you always say, 
Up to see at the optimum and up the dabbers. Dabbers. Up the dabbers.